What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Anthro Alert podcast, which is the recording of our live show, Anthro Alert. You can now listen at your leisure and at your convenience. If you're new here on Anthro Alert, this is where Renee and I, your hosts, and sometimes a guest, analyze, break down, and discuss different topics each week anthropologically. Enjoy. And welcome to... Uh, Anthro Alert on Bulls Radio, WUSF, 89.7 HD3, Tampa, 1620 AM on campus, and streaming worldwide, live and on the scene, 24-7 at TuneIn.com and on the TuneIn app. On this hour of Anthro Alert, the weekly show about anthropology and why it matters, um, we will be discussing something a little different, and I'll get into that. But first, we'll have you know that on this show, we like to discuss how anthropology is relevant and over time, we, we try to feature various guests from the Department of Anthropology, but also anthropologists worldwide. Yes. We're, we're branching into phone interviews now. And uh, we like to discuss their research and have them weigh in on everyday topics and current events. So we believe that this radio show is a good opportunity for us as anthropologists or aspiring anthropologists, or in some cases as wannabe anthropologists, <laughs> that's, that's me today, um, to better connect with the USF community and raise awareness of the value of an anthropo- anthropological perspective and really just try and explain what that is and what that's all about. So we like to preface each of our shows with the disclaimer that the statements we make and the opinions we express on this show, on Anthro Alert, are our own opinions, and uh, they don't necessarily reflect um, anything about anthropology or or USF anthropology department or USF or student government or um, or anything else. Yep, nothing matters. Not, yeah, nothing <laughs> matters. It's all a social construct. Um, so on today's show, like I mentioned, today's show is going to be a little different. So, well, first let me introduce myself. My name is Renee, and I am Spencer. And uh, we are your uh, weekly hosts here on the on Anthro Alert. Yes. Um, and so, like I said in our introduction, typically we like to kind of interview anthropologists and ask them what mm. what they're all about and and um, what they do. Mm-hmm. But today the roles are reversed, somewhat. Yes. We, we are the anthropologists, and we'll be interviewing um, our guest on on their. Um, we'll be interviewing, I guess, about like what they do, mm-hmm. and but like we're practicing the anthropology, like we're asking right. the questions, flexing our anthropological muscles, yeah, so, so to so, speak. So this yes. is kind of like this is our final exam. <laughs> so, we're so, quizzing ourselves. So we'll see if we know anything about how to practice anthropology after. Have we learned anything from the past year that we've been doing this? Yeah, but <laughs> right, it's been a year. Yeah. Um, well, a year is in as radio. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. like two and three years as like an anthropology student. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So between the two of us, we have a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and really the – yeah, and so, okay, I, I delay. So our guest today, so on the show, we're going to actually be talking about um, Latin dance and Latin dance club here at the University of South Florida. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about how that's uh, really a way for cultural – uh, expression of cultural identity and just kind of a way to uh, bring people from just bring people together and celebrate um, each other through human movement and dance in a fun and a safe way that gives people a chance to socialize and you know build more community. Yeah. So our guest today is Javier Barcena. 
Hi, how's it going? Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to Anthro Alerts. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, Javier, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're a student here at USF. Uh, correct. I am a junior right now. I'm an electrical engineering major with a focus in power, hmm. and I'm the president for uh, LDC Latin Dance Club at USF for the 2018-2019 uh, school year. Hmm. Awesome. Um, so power, electrical engineering, and power, what is that? That's uh, basically like uh, Tico, Duke Energy, okay. mm-hmm. that power distribution, cool. and uh, really important stuff. It is very important. Yeah. It is. I lose my power quite frequently at my apartment, and so I'm very well of power distribution, <laughs> very well aware of that. Do you really? Yeah, it happened like just two weeks ago. I think we lose power like at least once a month. Why? I don't, I don't know. They're just It just happens. We're just not that good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it turned at first, it was partial power outage. So like my fridge was out, one of the lights in my kitchen, and then like my uh, my washer and dryer. And then about six hours later, it was just like the whole thing. I was like, okay. So did it come back on soon? No, it took them like uh, twenty four hours to get it back oh. on. Well, really, I'm yeah. not working in the field yet. I'm just <laughs> studying to prevent that. Right. So. Yeah. It's just, it's quite frustrating. So well, let's stick with just engineering a little bit because I, I really don't know anything about right. anything. Yeah. So w- what typically – what are things that, that in- electrical engineers, like what do they typically do? Well, originally I, I consider myself an, engin- an engineer in general, and mm. it's um, really all about the process. It's all about deconstructing uh, a process and making it more efficient, mm. optimizing it. Uh, so I chose electrical engineering, one, because they told me that I had to choose a, a, a discipline. I couldn't just be an engineering graduate. Mm. Uh, and two, because I really like the idea of electricity and the the current the the flow and the the obscurity of it, the uh, the theory behind it, and you really have to use your imagination. Some people consider it one of the tougher engineering courses because everything's so so out there. And, mm. Yeah, Albert Einstein called it spooky actions from a distance. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like abstract. It's very abstract. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I bet you know how to read those like electrical wiring diagrams. <laughs> do, do you? Yes. Yes. I don't. Yeah. It's a like it looks like a lot of hullabaloo. hullabaloo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's just confusing. But like, I figure if you understand what it, they are, then they make sense. Right. Read it pretty much like a like you would read a research paper or an article. Just yeah. yeah. So I would, with enough practice, so I'll skim it. <laughs> and then I still, and then I still won't understand it. <laughs> Classic, okay, never mind. Classic but, grad student. But, but I get, I get the idea. It's like, it's like yeah. you, you, you learn yeah. what it all means, and then you, when you read one, when you see one, you can understand what it is for the most part. Okay, cool. Okay. And then, um, you know, what do you, what do you see yourself doing after, after you graduate? Um, well, after a couple of internships, I. I just got my first internship actually working for a defense uh, software company. Congratulations. So thank you. That's really cool. Um, Hopefully I'll get another one next next year, um, and then I'll look very – I'll be very ideal for a candidate for a job uh, in the outside, the job market. Mm. But um, I kind of want to work with power distribution at like Tico, Duke Energy, um, just power companies. So, mm. d- so definitely, you're interested in staying here in the the Tampa, in the Tampa area. Tampa yeah, area. Yeah. Love, love Tampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that where you're from? Where are you from? Uh, I'm originally. I was born in Cuba. Actually, okay. um, came when I was three years old to the U.S. and um, kind of stayed in Tampa for most of my life. 
really, mm-hmm. really love the diversity, the culture diversity in Tampa. Mm-hmm. There's a wide range of uh, Latino culture and Spanish culture, and that just I love that. Is Food, that one the of the? Dance. Is that something that influenced you to get into the Latin Dance Club here? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So when when did you start with the Latin Dance Club? I actually started with the Latin Dance Club two semesters ago. So like last fall, I started with the Latin Dance Club. Okay. And I really took a, a liking to it. It just like drew me in, and I it was kind of a, a fix that I needed mm. to go to the the practices and yeah, and just really got involved. Really loved it. Did you do any dance beforehand, or uh, is it just something you were kind of interested in doing? Right. So most of my friends, I really got into dance. Been dancing for about a year and a couple months now, mm-hmm. and I really got into dance because most of my friends uh, dance, and I just kind of like just stood there. That's a good reason to get into yeah. dance. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, I well, felt left well. out. Oh, okay, <laughs> so oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, well, let me go back. Cause like when you when you started getting involved with uh, Latin Dance Club, you just went to like like. Um, you just went so, to go check it out. Uh, Latin Dance Club. I well, okay. So I actually I took classes outside in a uh, at another school, dance uh, school mm. for salsa and bachata. Okay. And I've been doing that. I was doing that for a couple of months, and I got and I I got the steps down. Uh, and then I came to USF, and I noticed that they were doing uh, they had a little club for dancing, and I'm like, mm. hey, okay, this this sounds like a something I would like to do. And so I, yeah, I dropped in, and I instantly I loved it, loved the like the people, the students, the dance. It's great. So yeah, and, stay with it. And the the steps, I mean, they're pretty basic, right? <laughs> yes. Right. The, 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 I, <laughs> I, I see that pun. Yeah. The, it's, the basic steps is uh, how we refer to the, the basic eight, uh, eight steps and uh, eight counts in salsa and bachata. So uh, they're yeah. basic steps, yes. Yeah, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, <it's> okay. <laughs> um, okay, so that's how you got involved in Latin Dance Club, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what drew you in. Or, like, or what was it that actually hooked you into in, into it? Into Latin Dance Club, yeah. Uh, like I said before, the uh, the the people, the well, the fact that it it is a a club by the students for the students, uh, for the community, and it's uh, absolutely free so long as you can get into the rec center. Mm. Uh, we have classes for everybody, and uh, to be honest, it's the cultural diversity that is that that is brought to it. It um, we have just a wide range of people from all walks of life that hispanics white indian everybody everybody african what have you because usf is a culturally diverse uh college Hmm. uh you see that in the club itself so and that's i i just i really like that i like understanding different cultures and different ideas and something that i wouldn't normally think about um to get from another person's perspective, I really like that. So I, and I love and I love dance. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you put two and two together. I'm just like it was. I was hooked. It was great. Yeah, no, I I, I like dance too, and especially Latin dance. Uh, sometimes I just, I mean, because you're like a part of the reason of the club is like trying to like teach people. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So and so you're trying to like coach people and teach people, and help help people kind of become more comfortable and familiar with, like not only the the well, not only the dance but the music and kind of being able to kind of just let it let let your Get getting to the point where you can kind of express yourself through the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you ever like because like when I dance, I always feel like I'm dancing like backwards. <laughs> so do, like I'm sure like some people need a little more coaching than others, right? Uh, 
in a sense, I've okay, I've started, I began dancing. I was, I'm dancing for a year and a half now, but I've been listening to Spanish music all of my life. Okay. So what what you're talking about is what's called musicality, mm. and mm-hmm. and listening to a piece and understanding what's happening within that piece. Mm-hmm. And so yes, if if you if you're not inherently like listening to Spanish music all the time, um, you you w- it wouldn't instantly come to you. Yeah, I'm I'm sure when I was like a little kid, it didn't directly come hit me. Uh, so you have twenty some odd year olds just just going into spanish music and they're just essentially memorizing the steps um initially just memorizing the steps but then they listen to it long enough they'll be like they'll have that aha light bulb moment where they, they'll eventually you will eventually dance don't worry it's like you won't yeah. be backwards <laughs> so we're going to play um a song here in uh here in a little bit to kind of Kind of introduce mm-hmm. you if right. you haven't heard this music yet, and you're listening to the show. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna play something so you can kind of hear it. Um, but but it kind of so so w- when you're explaining that how how over time this kind of becomes um, I'm gonna throw out an anthropological term and say it becomes embodied. Yeah. So like the music becomes like embodied in it. In yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Because I mean it's not just like it's not just memorizing the steps. Or even like as a musician, it's not just like memorizing the chords. Like you got to feel the music, right? Like you have to like embrace the rhythm and like you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When so. I teach a a class in in the club, I try to get the students to understand the meaning behind the steps. Mm. So so they they're not just doing one two three five six seven. I put my foot here. I put my foot here. I pause and then I put my foot here. I try to get them to be like, okay, if you break it down, you go this way, and you do this for this reason, uh, and it makes it easier. And and I also and I emphasize the the song it, where it's at in the song, so they f- try to feel it. And it's not inherent; it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not natural mm-hmm. initially, mm-hmm. but then it does become natural like that aha moment. So, so it's definitely like a time investment at practice, mm-hmm. especially if like maybe you're not necessarily like used to it. Yeah, but as as long as like you're interested in it, right? Oh yeah, and and that's and and people keep on coming back because they are. They it's a great way to de-stress. It's it's a little bit tough at first, but everything that's worth worthwhile is you know a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. But then once once you get it, it's really fun. I mean, it's fun in the beginning too. Yeah. You just listening to music and dancing and enjoying people's company, like oh, you yeah. said. No, mm-hmm. I like I love the music. What's mm-hmm. um. What's the first song you have for us? Uh, so the first song is a modern style bachata, um, and what uh, I'm, I guess we'll go into what modern style and different types of styles of bachata. And so this one's a modern style, and the song is "Deja Vu" by Prince Royce and Shakira. Okay. Royce, All right. Royce, let's, let's hear it. And there you have it, bachata. Um, that was Prince Royce and Shakira. Uh, I forgot the name of the song. Um, I actually forgot the name. Deja vu. Deja vu. Uh, deja vu. <laughs> I, we did not have deja vu there in we remembering did. what the name of the song was. Uh, but that's that's bachata. And uh, again, thank you for listening to Anthro Alert here on Bulls Radio, W WUSF eighty nine point seven HD three Tampa sixteen twenty AM on campus and streaming worldwide at TuneIn dot com and and on the TuneIn app, probably where you happen to be listening to us now, hmm. unless you're within a five foot radius of the antenna. <laughs> yeah. which, which in that case you, you might be hearing us over the air. Yeah.
But uh, welcome. We're happy you're here. Usually the show, we interview an anthropology person, and they tell us about their anthropology. But today, uh, we are the anthropologists, and we're interviewing someone else about um, stuff that we think is interesting. We're finding the anthropology in life. Yeah. In people's lives, life experiences. Yeah. We're applying anthropology today. Yeah, we are. Um, so, And uh, the beauty about today's show is that uh, actually our guest, Javier, a student here at USF, um, a junior, third year student. Third year student. Third year? Third year. Yeah, third year junior. student. Technically. Technically. But because in engineering, it takes really like 10 years to get a four-year degree. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they, they, they just milk you for money. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, same amount of classes. They're just a little bit Just weird. challenging. Yeah. Uh, and so we're, uh, we're talking about uh, Javier and Javier's experience here at USF, in, in part with like Latin dance and Latin mm-hmm. dance club. And uh, we're just kind of exploring that a little bit because like... Like I said, that's interesting. I'm really surprised that it took us this long to get somebody on here talking about music. Because really, like, if you're talking about cultural anthropology, like, music is like a universal language. Is it? Kind of. It really is. Like. I, I, mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, I really like. No, sarcasm. It's like, is it a universal yeah. language? Is I mean. It? No, it is. Yeah, I think it is. Because, like, if <laughs> I. I mean, I play guitar. And I have international friends at Purdue. Like, if I, if I can't speak their language, we can still play together. You're, you're a show-off, Spencer, because you have a guitar and friends. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so lucky. I just have a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should get with his friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it is. It is but, a, uh, yeah. So, so let's go back to the, to the topic. Uh, so we just played that song, right? <laughs> yeah. T- tell, us a little bit, tell us a little bit about the, the music. Uh, right, so this song, like I mentioned before, is a modern style bachata, and there's so it's a bachata, and bachata is was a a style of dance music that originated in uh, Dominican Republic, and so we, as we got and listened to the the music more, and over time, with time, we we developed a modern style of it. So there are two styles. There's modern style, which we have now, and there's Dominican style, which is very light, uh, a lot of instruments. You hear the guitar more, and it's it's a it's a type of dance. It just it's 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 very fun and you, it's very light, like I mentioned before. And and um, so uh, well, like in this song, for instance, you you hear the the Shakira Prince Royce you hear Shakira and Prince Royce kind of um singing very melodically and so you go along with that and you you can kind of get the beat from that yeah cuz when cuz when i was listening to when i was listening to the song i'm trying to enunciate that when i was listening to the song um that really sounded like that was what was like driving like the music mm. like like i was kind of focusing on the the vocals there mhm mm-hmm. yeah it's very very melodic and and they they sing the song, yeah. You you, you derive the beat from that, whereas uh, in Dominican style, they they have the guitar kind of sing the song for you, mm. and that's what it. That's how they refer to to the guitars like crying out in uh crying out the song, mm. and um and you can really you can really get more out of the song. From Dominican style, as far as uh, syncopation, mm-hmm. uh, syncopation is syncopation is right. So bachata has eight beats, uh, eight counts: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 
You go one way and you go back. Uh, what syncopation allows you to do is to hit the the and part mm. in between those eight counts. So it, it's a little bit more play for the feet for your with your feet um, in in the song itself. Uh, Spencer, do you remember the first time you ever heard a bachata song? Yes, vaguely. Really? Well, how old were you? Um, well, I mean, I didn't really get introduced uh, to bachata until I was in undergrad. Um, oh, so and, college. Okay. Yeah, and I was. Um, I had a friend that was in the the Latin dance club there, and oh. she was like, "Come, come, come and learn some salsa and some bachata." And I was like, "All right." Salsa. I mean, that's that's. I bring that's, the chips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so like that sounds salsa? like a party. Let's. And so I did, and I actually really enjoyed it. It was fun um, because my mom, she's a dancer, but I mean, she did other types of dance. So, foxtrot. Uh, yeah, she did like jazz and and like ballet and stuff. Um, and so, I mean, I remember dancing as a kid, so and I always enjoyed it. So I went with her, um, and it was really fun. And kind of like what we were talking about before, I was really surprised. Like, you know, it was it was really like inclusive. It was, um, you know, there was like uh, Hispanic students there, but there was also, I mean, Purdue's also a very um, internationally um, based university. We have a lot of international students, so there was kids from all over the place you know and we were just um connecting i guess as a as a community and um just really enjoying um learning to dance and you know um dancing with each other and just kind of like experiencing the music it was great i loved it yeah yeah uh we have so we have the um, like all students from all walks of life uh doing their undergrad and their graduate degree so it's mm. Not it's not only a great way to network, but it's it's why why they're there is is to have fun and de stress because college is mm. very stressful. Mm. Graduate degree, undergraduate degree, what have you, it's it's a stressful environment, especially if you're an international student away from home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You yeah. you need an outlet. You really do. And, and yeah, definitely. And like you were saying before, like you were mentioning before, that it is um it's it's um music is a way to communicate mm. when you don't have language. Yeah. Um, the, I re- I remember. So I had never heard like like Latin ballroom dance, like like uh, salsa, bachata, merengue. I probably heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, rumba, like I I had never heard those dances. Mm-hmm. Maybe rumba, but I don't think heard I well, at least for sure salsa bachata. So I'm not I had too never familiar with rumba. Yeah. That was my favorite actually. But Is that it, the thing that goes around the room and clears yeah. it? <laughs> so when you put your cat on. <laughs> Is that a meme? Yeah, a little video. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I never, I never like listened. I don't. I honestly do not think I had heard. I don't know. I don't remember anything. I don't even know what I did for breakfast. But um, <laughs> like, like I honestly think the first time I heard like salsa bachata, were was in, in college. Wow. Like like growing up, that just wasn't the music that I heard. Wh- where? What's your uh, so my, my, nationality? My family's from Mexico. Oh. And so, uh, so what did you grow up listening to? Vicente Fernandez. <laughs> Vicente Fernandez. So it was like the I don't even know, like 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 Mexican music, musica mexicana. So we have like uh, rancheras, like ranchera. like music from the ranches. Punta, mm. You have cumbia, cumbia especially Cumbias because we're in that yeah. like kind of Texas area. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of heavy um, kind of polka influence. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, t- I took a class one year in like Chicano studies. 
Mm-hmm. And so, oh, really? Yeah. And so we. So one of the modules was I don't even know. You know, back in the day, they didn't even call them modules. It was just like a lessons. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, what is module? One, one, <laughs> one, one of those. One of those lessons or whatever was like looking at kind of um, music and trying to get a, more of a historical context. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. um, just talking about how the the German influence in Texas kind of helped shape that type of that type of music. That's really interesting. Because you had like the German immigrants living there and they kind of blended with the Mexican music that was coming in from mm-hmm. the south and then it blended all and that's how you kind of ended up with cumbia, cumbia-esque style, style of music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that mm-hmm. was kind of the stuff that my parents listened to. Honestly, I didn't care for it because Super Rebel, right? I just wanted to listen to my death metal. <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah, like, no. Yeah, or, or like my, you know, rap and stuff. Yeah, and, oh, same here. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't really have a need or want for to listen to Spanish music. Yeah. Kind of rebel. I didn't want to speak Spanish when I was young. Mm. Yeah. So, bit, that bit me in the butt, man. Oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. Um, But yeah, like, so so going to college and then um, being introduced really to salsa. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the first time I heard bachata, I was like trying to like, I was trying to salsa it out. I was like, hold on, this is this is kind of different. What is this? And then I was just like watching. I was like, oh, this is way different. I, I have no idea what this is. You know why? You know why they call it salsa? No. Well, okay, so is this, I, like, I is this like a joke or is it serious? No, no, no. It's I, I, I hope it's serious. Honestly, it's, <laughs> it's a very. I hope it's serious, but it, it's almost joke-like. But salsa has different things in it, like a mixture of, of different like ingredients, mm. and so salsa, the music has different kind of dances and and styles mm. within the dance itself, mm. like boogaloo. You have guaguancó, just different ways to dance the music, mm. and I, that's where musicality plays a huge role in it. Uh, listening to the music itself and feeling mm. it. That's um, really interesting. That is interesting. Do you, do mm-hmm. you know? Do you know like where where salsa originated? Uh, salsa originated in Nueva York, in New York. New York. Yeah, hmm. where the the Hispanic influence, the Puerto Rican Cuban influence. I believe Italian too. Uh, everybody just got took it from from their their home into new in new york and that's where it really exploded but salsa itself well, so salsa I, I believe originated in puerto rico actually okay. I, I, I might get all right mm. well i'm gonna it i'm looks, gonna go in there and update the wikipedia page so that it's correct <laughs> now. no I, I don't, so i don't know honestly <laughs> cubans say it, went, it came from cuba puerto ricans say it came from puerto rico i'm i might i'm cuban okay. but so but i i believe it did come from puerto rico I, I say this because we have a different style of salsa uh casino salsa in cuba that is a derivative of a style of of a dance called son and that is Cuban. Oh, you got it. We have our own. Okay. Do you have so? Um, what's the next song? We're, we're not going to play it yet, <laughs> yeah. but but I want to kind of get into talking about what that is. So since we're talking about salsa, is I, that is that next? I I well, the next song is actually the a Dominican Dominican oh. style bachata. So, oh, so, so we should yeah. go back to bachata. Well, we'll okay. come back to we'll come back to salsa. Okay. So so, so, so we can talk about bachata. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the first time I saw again, the first time I saw bachata. I tried to salsa it, mm-hmm. and then quickly realized, oh, this is not right. You try to overly move your hips and shoulders, yeah, because that—that's what everybody does. I'm oh, like, don't. That's what I still do. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't do that. That's just awkward. Yeah. No, I, that's me, man. I feel the music, but not not that much. Okay. Just kind of. Get, I I I tell people. I I don't know. Every instructor has a different kind of way to teach, but I I say learn the steps first, get them down, and then once you get the musicality down, your body would just follow. Mm. Okay, 
Um, but I like I like bachata. So, so to kind of go on to the difference between the styles of yeah. bachata, um, we have the modern bachata, which was Deja Vu and Prince Royce, Royce, and so this yeah, one. Just just so you <laughs> so if you're listening, you have to uh, you have to know every time that someone says his name, someone else has to follow it up with that. <laughs> right, yeah, I think he actually said it in the song also, yeah. as well. He always says it. It's one of his, like, cliches. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next song is actually a Dominican-style bachata. Um, it, so so what can we – what are we trying to listen for here? What's, like, the difference? You will notice that the, it's not much the the artist, the singer, the the singer's voice that's melodic. You'll notice that the, the guitar is, is very light. And um, it's very light in fragrancy. <laughs> it's just very. Light. It's. It's. I feel like I'm talking about a perfume. It's fragrancy. No, it's. It's very light, and the guitar is just almost like that. You mentioned uh, tango. Mm-hmm. We were talking before, but yeah, yeah, like uh, flamenco. The flamenco, yeah. So you'll you'll hear the guitar a lot mm-hmm. more. So it's a more uh, like a classical guitar. Yeah. Yes. Flamenco with light like, on with a classical some, with some nylon strings. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, played with your fingernails. And flamenco, uh, um, they incorporate a lot more like tapping on the like on the guitar. the guitar. So it's a lot more percussion through the guitar, incorporated in like the playing on the strings. And, and stuff. flamenco, that's Spanish origin. Yeah, I believe so. And then you have like flamenco and like bossa nova and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those so styles that kind of incorporate with bachata and that kind of thing. I think that might be an influence mm-hmm. in D- uh, Dominican Republic uh, style. Yeah, bachata. I love flamenco guitar. It's, I enjoy it quite a lot. Are we are we ready to hear the song? Yeah, let's do it. So this song is called Sete Nota by Joe Vera, Veras. And Sete Nota is, translates to It Is Noticed. Okay. All right. Let's do it. And welcome back to Anthro Alert here on Bulls Radio. On this show, we are anthropoli- anthropologizing. Oh, my gosh. I was practicing in my head. I couldn't get it. <laughs> we are anthropologizing music. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, and our guest is Javier USF's or student here at USF <laughs> in... Uh, electrical engineering, the specialization of power and power systems management. But we're not talking about that. We're tra- we're talking about music. Sounds so fancy, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when I tell people my major in, in, in at a Latin dance club. Makes you sound so important. It, well, they're just like, well, you're, but you're dancing. I'm just like, yeah, we dance. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you're dance. It's, yeah, I know. I, you probably, you know, being, being an engineer, you probably get that, right? Where, like, they just kind of expect. I don't even know what people expect, but they're, I don't know, they they're just like, to be on wow, the computer all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're I'm like, no. <laughs> whereas, whereas anthropologists, they kind of expect all sorts of um, weird stuff just from yeah. us. <laughs> We're all just like quirky and kind of do whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so thank yeah thanks for tuning in. Um, we're we're kind of just uh, talk, ch- talking with excuse me my gosh we're talking with Javier today and he's given us the rundown on his uh just some of his experience and uh mm-hmm. looking at dance and latin dance and mm-hmm. and how that pertains to life here at usf and mm-hmm. just life for people in general and so mm-hmm. um yeah it's uh I, I, oh yeah okay so bringing bringing it back i had a question for the both of you um before we went to a break you guys had talked about you know kind of how you didn't have much or you didn't really listen to you know, bachata or, or salsa or any other of the of the styles of music growing up, um, and even kind of rebelled against learning Spanish, maybe. Um, so how has, kind of in hindsight and re- retrospect, looking back at that, um, how has now 
you know, um, being in the dance club or, you know, enjoying this type of music, how has it helped you connect to your cultural heritage or has it? Uh, yeah, no, it, it has a huge impact being, well, being in, uh, LDC, it just brings my culture in a sense back to me Mm. and I'm just Mm -hmm. soaking it up, honestly. Mm. Um, well, I, I did, I, I did not like to speak Spanish. (laughs) I would be embarrassed or, or what have you. And Mm -hmm. uh, back when I was younger, um, I didn't mind so much as I was growing older, but, but then, uh, when I, when I went to college, I, I really soaked it up because there Mm -hmm. was a huge culture of, Mm -hmm. of Spanish, Spanish speakers, um, and like a huge community of Spanish speakers and then LDC. Right. So do you speak it fairly often now? Now I speak it as whenever I can. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, whenever I can, I just and I'm trying to get a lot, a, a pick up what I what I what I missed, mm, mm-hmm. what I missed when I was younger. Sure. And it it does show, like my accent shows when I when I speak Spanish, and so I'm trying to work on that. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, I, I it's a, it's a huge influence. Um, so like I'm I'm just embracing it now. Great, Renee, how about you? Are you saying same question? Yeah, yeah, same question. <laughs> um, yeah, totally, man. Death metal. I, I agree. I, th- I, you know, I don't know. It was. Uh, I think it was just. It was uh, very similar to to uh, your experience, Javier, mm-hmm. where I like Spanish was my first language, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once I hit the age where I could like watch television, and Spanish language was not available as like a television thing, mm-hmm. and then getting into like school again, Spanish was not. Like it's all like it was like English only essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even even though the community I grew up in was like eighty percent Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's same here. I, I, we live in a little little Cuba mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. Well, my mom's still there. Here in, I'm here in Tampa, right? Here in Tampa, oh. yeah, in West Tampa. Um, and um, yeah, I think like looking looking now, like when I first started to hear. Like, well, specifically, we're talking about, like, salsa bachata. When I first started to hear those types of dances, kind of, like, really using that as, like, um, motivation to just better connect, or, or, or not even connect, but just better ask questions about what it means, what does it mean to be Latino in the United States? Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to figure that out for myself and see, like, what, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Um, right. And uh, my answer to that is it depends and it's complicated. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very complicated. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, like my take on the word Latino is that it's a very, it's broad. It's a very broad. Like it's, right. there's a lot of diversity within that within that label, and I kind of just see it as like a label. Mm-hmm. Like I don't necessarily refer to myself as Latino. It's more of like how others perceive you. perceive me. Mm-hmm. Whereas other words I would use for myself are maybe like Mexican American or Chicano or something like that. Where I I kind of try to take more of like a political stance on, okay. on that on that aspect of cultural identity. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, just because, like, especially with the climate now, where where cultural variation is almost um, uh, criminalized, policed. Yeah, and so and so, yeah. really, just to kind of take a hey, you know, like like different people come from different places, and that's okay. You know, we we don't need to criminalize stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And, um, so I kind yeah. of I kind of approach it like that. But mm. but for sure, I think music is one way that we can kind of like make those connections with others, and that's kind of one of the things that I think are interesting to hear you talk about, especially like the experience for students 
and, uh, within Latin Dance Club is Absolutely. that is that I mean I don't know if you, you you probably have like more observation and experience that you can share about stuff like that. Yeah. So in in uh, Latin Dance Club, the, there's a huge there's a huge diversity. Like USF, we, we have a hu- uh, it's an international school. There's international students. I recently, like upon joining Latin Dance Club, I found out uh, one of the one of uh, our collaborations. I went to a social, and I realized that um, the the social was actually called Salsa Bangra, and I'm like, what's Bangra? <laughs> so I, I, I well, I went there. It was actually an Indian uh, dance, and huh. yeah, that's cool. Bangra. And, and that event is like a collaboration between multiple student organizations. I. I think it's I think it's uh, between Lhasa Latin America uh, Latin American Student Association, and I don't know the rest. Okay, that's, I, yeah, don't know, sure. I don't know either. But, but it, it I is a collab. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I feel like I should know this. Uh, but but yeah. So so I I found out I found out what Bangra was, and and then when I went to LDC, there was. Did, there, did you actually go to that event? Yes, oh, yeah. and it was totally fun, right? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. It was really fun. It was. It was an interesting mix. The food was great, mm. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Arroz con frijoles, rice with beans, and uh, uh, curry, and you have like <laughs> just a mixing of culture and music, people, and food is yeah. the best. Is the best thing in the world, honestly. Yep. And so, um, and I also noticed. So I. Why was why I was saying that is that LDC there's there's Indian as well and 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 to have that that kind of diversity in LDC it's 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 really it's really cool to to just to just see that that you know you don't have to be Hispanic and in, in fact like the majority of the students that that come to LDC to practices to classes to mingle dance have fun they aren't they aren't Hispanic. Hmm. They're just going there to de-stress, have fun. Have they? Have any of the students ever, um, I guess, told you like their motivations for joining the club? Like, while you know, kind of why they're there or what interest they had in in the dance? Or, uh, well, yeah, uh, they're they just they they show me well, not um, overtly, right, but I right. I see it. I see that you know, finals are 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 huge stress. Classes are stressful. Right. They're just they just they just go there to have fun. Okay. So I I, I take it as but I, I should ask them. I mm. should. I should just like interview them like discreetly. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, kind yeah. of like, right. and so, then and so then report back to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, now now you're going to be anthropolo- anth- oh anthropologized. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You're be, you apply yeah. anthropologists. Yeah. It would just be interesting to see like uh, students that, um, you know, from different maybe different cultures, different. Walks yeah. of life, like you know, why they choose to participate in in Latin dance. So, here. so for sure, if you're a student listening and you want to do a master's thesis, boom, there's there's your topic. <laughs> yeah, you can get it for done. Sure. So yeah. that, that's I, to me, that's super interesting. I think yeah. that's a good question. I think it really is. So interestingly enough, there's the salsa, for sure, salsa and bachata. Those Latin dances are prevalent in the, throughout the entire world. That's mm-hmm. not, not just over here in the Latin countries. Uh, like the in Japan, in right. India, I have um, we had one uh, one girl that's uh, did performances first salsa in India. I was like, wow, there's salsa over there. That's crazy. Mm. But there's a, yeah, there's a huge uh, wave uh, of of that of of salsa Spanish music mm. because it's so it's so fun to dance. And yeah. 
to be stressed. Hmm. What's uh, what's the next song that we're gonna play? So speaking of salsa, I think it is salsa. It is salsa. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and play that. Let's cue it up. So this song is a salsa. Um, I guess it's well, it's by Luis Enrique. Yo no sé mañana translates to I don't know tomorrow. It's it's kind of like a. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but man, you know, like who a, knows? Who the knows? Story tomorrow. of my life, <laughs> but but let's just live it up today. Uh, All right, let's so. hear it. Welcome back to Anthro Alert on Bulls Radio WUSF eighty nine point seven HC three Tampa sixteen twenty AM on campus and streaming worldwide at TuneIn dot com and on the TuneIn app. Our guest today, Javier, uh, student here at University of South Florida, um, kind of talking to us about his experience uh, as it relates to being a student. Uh, Latin dance and Latin dance club, and so that's so mm. we're going to start to talk a little bit about the club and how if you're listening and you're a student here at USF, you can you can uh, get more involved and and uh, kind of you know come out and and practice your salsa bachata and merengue and and all the other stuff. Yep, I think it's just yeah. those three though, right? Uh, salsa bachata and sometimes we have a treat. We we teach cha cha, which is cha-cha. really nice. That'd I like I like cha cha. Just like that that that. That smoother kind of cool dance. That'd be interesting. And they put a cha cha on and at a party, and you and you know how to dance it. You're gonna be the center of attention. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, All so, right, so, so um, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, LDC and how people like what what you're planning for LDC for the upcoming uh, semesters, um, and and uh, how how people can kind of join or get more involved or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So my plans for the Latin Dance Club for the 2018-2019 uh, semester is uh, really what my my main goal is to get the the club more and more involved within the, the USF community and have our name out there and uh, not, not just the USF community but the local community to do performances and it, well one of the big things uh, about when I when I mention I'm in in the Latin dance club to to some people, if you, some people actually say, "Oh, like wow, you there's a club for that." Mm. I don't I don't want that to be an excuse for for. I I, I don't want somebody to miss out just because they don't know because they didn't know about it because they didn't know yeah. Mm. So really to get involved in the community and to have our presence really known. So if if somebody is really stressed out or really just needs to connect with other people, that it's a it's a give them a safe avenue, fun uh, safe environment to do so so really connect do a lot more performances uh, uh, connect with the community and uh, we're planning on doing uh, trips to uh, congresses which is which are basically large social dance Mm. um, scenes so that'd be fun a lot of a lot of trips uh, a lot of dancing a lot of fun yeah nice and um when when do you when do you meet or practice or did you say that already? No no no, no oh, I didn't. Okay. I was like, but that was the next thing I was going to yeah. ask. So oh go ahead and ask. Yeah, tell <laughs> how, how to <laughs> where do we go? When do, when do you typically practice? Uh, so yeah, just around the corner out out in the street. No, um, <laughs> we uh, we practice. We well the summer's summer's coming up, but we we have our practices usually on uh, Fridays from seven to nine p.m. at the rec center. Uh, room 107 but some since we were going from from spring to summer uh we we don't have practices 
these these weeks during the summer D- during the summer dur- well no these, this uh, like two oh, or three weeks oh for like right. uh, finals but you guys yeah, continue interim. uh during the summertime we continue during the summertime and okay. one way to to be sure that that you know when how is uh you can find us definitely on uh bull sync okay um by um joining a latin dance club so that's where they can get emails alerts and things like that we email um through through bull sync ldc okay Uh, we also have a facebook page uh, latin dance club Uh, okay we send out notifications through facebook if you're wondering about where uh, Mm -hmm. uh, when our practices are uh, where they are when they are and you said practices are free you just need to be able to get into the rec center right so long as you're an active student it should you have access to the rec center there Mm. Kind of, kind of weird about that, right? The, yeah. Um, there, uh, if not, um, so students that aren't taking classes yeah. during the summer maybe you have to buy a, a yeah a you have to buy a membership, membership. Yeah. right? Well, the way I I what I think is um, the way I see it is uh, even if you're not a student, the drop-in fee. Well, the drop-in fee if you're not sponsored by a student is around sixteen dollars. Um, if you are sponsored, it's ten dollars for classes. Uh, for classes outside of USF dance classes for an a- one hour of bachata or salsa, it's usually around twelve, fourteen dollars. So mm. it's it's definitely getting your money's worth. There you go. Yeah. And if um and if you're not a USF student or not in Tampa, like, just what advice would you give somebody who's like looking to maybe learn salsa bachata? Just, right. Just so, get out there. Right? Yeah. Just well, no. <laughs> no, just, just take classes. <laughs> just that's just how classes. I learned. Okay. If if yeah. once you reach reach a certain age, you just can't. You you need a, an efficient way to learn. Yeah. So yeah, go out, uh, research, uh, research some schools around in the area. I I the the school that I went to is called uh, Tato Salsa, uh, and um, there, it's. It just really, it really benefited me just taking classes. But if you, you know, you can also go on YouTube and just practice out on your own too. Mm. There you go. I think that's about all the time we have for this hour of Anthro Alert. Uh, so you want to bring us out right now? Yeah. So thank you so much for listening, um, Anthro Alert, where we talk about anthropology, or in this case, we apply anthropology to asking about other things. So thank you so much, Javier, for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we enjoyed our time. We hope. Uh, you did as well, listeners, yeah. all four of you. Um, <laughs> no, we, I don't know how many people listen. I, I usually joke that it's nobody, but it's probably at least one person. Hi, Mom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, again, we have a show coming up at 3, um, so we'll we'll see you soon. Keep it locked on Bulls Radio.